This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. Welcome to In Legal Terms from MPB Think Radio. It's the show about you and your rights. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Professor Gershon. Good morning, Liz. I am really excited about this show today. We're going to be talking about heirs' property uh, with Angela Wade, who is the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice, and Andrea Barnes, who's the director of the Heirs' Property Project. And we're always happy to have attorneys from uh, the Mississippi Center for Justice with us. They're doing great work in our state. And um, could, welcome both of you. Can you please tell us a little bit about your backgrounds? Well, good morning. Uh, it's good to be here. I, I'm always uh, honored to be a part of part of your show. Uh, and uh, as as you said, I'm I'm Angela Way. I'm president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice. Uh, I've been a practicing attorney for oh about 25 years now. Uh, I before coming into the position as president and CEO, I served on the board of MCJ, and that's where I. You know, it became um, really just a part of of, of my life, um, and that was back in 2016. Uh, I served as board chair and in several other uh, uh, capacities uh, on, while on the board. Uh, I came into this position in January of 2020, right before, the, of course, the pandemic. So we've gone through a lot of a lot of changes uh, and a lot of growth actually over the last year, uh, year and a half. So uh, it's great to be here. Part of that growth, of course, has been our heirs property uh, project uh, now led by my colleague, attorney Andrea Barnes. And I'll ask Andrea to introduce herself. Thank you, Angela. Well, good morning. I, too, am uh, honored to be a part uh, of today. I, as Angela stated, I am attorney Andrea Barnes. I serve um, as the director of the Heirs Property Project with the Mississippi Center for Justice. Uh, I've been barred now about um, uh, 16-plus uh, years uh, or so, and I um, started with uh, the Mississippi Center for Justice in January of 2021. Um, and prior to joining uh, MCJ's team and private practice, my practice primarily focused uh, with chancery and chancery court, or with chancery work. I did a lot of uh, estate administration um, as such. Uh, you know, prior to joining uh, the team, I help assist uh, families with uh, clearing title and, and establishing um, airship. So again, happy to be a part today. And it, today we are talking about heirs' property, and if that's something you're familiar with, you probably have questions about it, and we'd love to add you to our discussion today. You can send us an email. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. Liz, I do imagine we'll have lots of calls today. We, when we talked about uh, heirs' property in the past, that has happened, so we look forward to those calls. But, you know, I want to uh, give um, 
uh, our guests a chance to talk a little bit about some of the other things besides Ayers property that the Mississippi Center for Justice does. I don't know that all the listeners are aware of the many areas uh, worked on by the Center for Justice. So could you talk a little bit about some of the other uh, focuses you have besides Ayers property? Absolutely, Professor. Uh, first of all, uh, the Mississippi Center for Justice, or MCJ, uh, opened its doors in 2003. Um, and our goal then, as it, as it remained, uh, is dismantling the policies uh, that keep Mississippi at the bottom of nearly every indicator of human well-being and deny African-American and lower income Mississippians an opportunity to advance themselves. Uh, MCJ is a nonprofit public interest law firm committed to advancing racial, economic, and social justice. Uh, our ongoing work covers housing, healthcare, consumer protection. Uh, recently, we, we uh, added uh, our education component, uh, public benefits, of course, uh, heirs property, and our impact litigation project that includes voting uh, and election rights, uh, prisoner rights, criminal justice reforms, reproduction or reproductive rights, and, and discrimination. So we, we, we uh, have a, a fairly wide area of advocacy. Uh, what we do with, at MCJ that I think is, is really you know, supportive of our work and allowing us to, to um, have such a wide breadth of, of work is that we work with other advocates across the state and nationally to uh, help not only inform the work uh, with regards to education, but also uh, to support that work. We, uh, our work is supported by uh, foundation, by grants, as well as individual donors uh, from across the nation, as well as, uh, you know, as they say, even across the, um, across the pond. So we, we, we have a wide, uh, a wide uh, base of, of, of donors that we are very appreciative of that help to sustain uh, the work that we do here in Mississippi. We are so happy to have the Mississippi Center for Justice as our guests today on In Legal Terms, and we have a call for them. This is from Jim in Jackson. Oh, uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, we're, Jim is not quite ready, so uh, let's hear a little bit more about uh, the Mississippi Center for Justice. Well, I, I guess the question listeners may have is, how, all right, so if I have an issue that the center handles, how, how, who do you help? What, how does a, someone become a client, really, of the center, whether it's in, in terms of heirs' property or, or predatory lending or any of those issues? It's a great question. Uh, you know, uh, again, our, our work focuses on those people who have been either uh, uh, underserved, uh, low income, or if, if they're impacted, may, you know, the, either individuals or their communities may be impacted by some systemic issue. Uh, so what anyone who has a, a legal issue or that's within one of our areas of focus they should contact MCJ. Uh, they can certainly go to the website at mscenterforjustice.org uh, to uh, 
to to reach out or to connect with a particular uh, subject matter, uh, and again, it has to be within an area that we uh, that that we advocate. Um, you know, such as healthcare or education, and there are certain areas, uh, you, you know, bodies of work uh, that, that we address. While we would love to address every person with every issue, you know, we cannot, we have limited, limited capacity uh, and limited funds to, uh, res- you know, to respond to issues. So, and, and as I, let me just say this right quick, uh, you know, as I said before, that we are funded by various uh, Grants and a lot of our work uh, that you know where we are able to respond has to be within that the the deliverables of those grants. So the best way to find out if if it, if we are a resource uh, for a particular issue is to contact the center. And we've got Jim from Jackson who has contacted in legal terms now. Jim, thanks for calling into the show. What's your comment or question? Yeah, um, many years ago when I was a lawyer on the coast, our law firm was hired by the DuPont Company to uh, acquire the right-of-way to build a railroad spur from the Illinois Central to um, a new chemical plant that DuPont had built on the north shore of Bay St. Louis, the rail line passed through some property that had been essentially in the same family for many, many generations. And uh, there had never been a will. There had never been an estate probated by anybody who died. And so as a consequence, um, the property was divided into individual ownerships or undivided interests of 1,024th, as I recall. So that's, you know, four or five generations. And uh, trying to locate those people and get them the money that they were owed for their interest in that property was just a a Herculean task. So this business of airship property and getting it straightened out has real practical benefits. Thanks for that comment. Uh, Angela, do you have a comment on the comment? Well, I I really appreciate Jim calling in, and I I will tell you that the uh, scenario, the real-life scenario that he he outlined for us is similar to some of the the, uh, calls that we get where, you know, land ownership has been, is fractioned among uh, many heirs. The key there uh, for us on the, uh, is, to, is to help those families uh, determine the best, the best legal approach uh, to resolving title issues, uh, such as determination of heirs or quiet title. Um, you know, so the goal for MCJ is to do the work, the legal work on behalf of the heirs to help keep that property within those, within the family. Um, and, and so that is one of our criteria is that we, one, we do not work with families who are in dispute. Uh, and two, we uh, only work with those families who are intent of keeping the, fam- keeping the property within the family. Uh, but these, the the quagmire, as I call it, of you know generational uh, overlay of, of joint tenancy, uh, joint ten- ownership and joint tenancy 
uh, can get very uh, complicated very quickly. You can send us an email with your questions. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. We are discussing heirs' property with Vangela Wade and Andrea Barnes from the Mississippi Center for Justice. So how prevalent is heirs' property? We're going to learn next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. The first question that we get when someone comes in is, how is the Ulysses S. Grant Presidential Library in Mississippi? Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We have every letter Grant ever wrote and every letter ever written to him. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. in legal terms. Not everybody has a chance to listen to our show live, so if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. According to a report by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Southern Research Station, it's conservatively estimated that there are more than 1.6 million acres of heirs property with a value of $6.6 billion in counties of the demographically defined Black Belt of the South. We're going to have a link to that and other information on the information for this show. This morning, we are talking about heirs' property with the Mississippi Center for Justice. We've got Vangela Wade, president and CEO, and Andrea Barnes, Andrea Barnes, director of the HP Project. And, uh, you know, Vangela, what, what is heirs' property? I mean, I, I know the, the Jim, the last caller, called in and talked about uh, from the developer's side how difficult it is to, to gather all this property and purchase it, et cetera. From the, from the owner's side, what exactly is heirs' property and how did it originate? Oh, goodness. Uh, I, I'll tell you, Professor, uh, growing up, and I grew up in Northeast Mississippi. That's, that's my hometown. I grew up in Verona on my grandfather's farm. Um, went, to, went to high school in uh, Tupelo High School some years ago. Uh, but uh, so I grew up on, 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 on farmland, family land, and I would hear people in the community talk about uh, air, air property, air property. And for years, I thought air property was just AIR, air property, that, you know, people had gotten air property, that because it was in the family, that there was no connection. It's just whoever, who, whoever lived on the property. 
Uh, it wasn't until, of course, I went to law school and learned exactly, you know, the legal definition uh, of and working definition for heirs property. And then certainly within my practice of about um, 12 years or so working with the states uh, and really delving into exactly this quagmire of, of heirs property. But uh, heirs property refers to real property, ownership of real property that has been inherited from someone who has died without a will. Uh, those who own heirs property uh, can face many significant barriers as the, you know, uh, Jim, the earlier caller, uh, alluded to, uh, one, you know, to making full use of their land. For instance, uh, banks often require proof of clear ownership for land to be used as collateral for acquiring loans. Uh, also, many grant and aid programs through USDA and governmental programs require uh, people to show that they actually own, have legal title to the property. Well, if you, if people are, if, if landowners are acquiring their, their ownership of this land uh, through an informal transfer of title, uh, then that can create that the uh, heirs property issue. Um, more specifically in Mississippi, if you, if you die intestate, meaning die without a will, uh, then your, according to the law, your property, whether that is real property like land or your personal property, then uh, descends or transfers immediately upon death to your heirs. Well, the problem is determining who those heirs are. And until those heirs are determined in a, through a legal process, then it is your, your heirs or uh, are, are people who claim to be your heirs. And those, those heirs own, so if it's, let's say it's 10 people who are claiming to be your, your heirs or heirs to your property, uh, then they each own one twelfth uh, uh, interest of your property. And you can imagine if that, you know, as that sort of sort of morphs, that number can grow to the one, you know, one one twenty-fourths and 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 on. So that's heirs property in a in a snippet. And I know probably like yourself, since you are wills and estates professor, uh, like Andrea, uh, I could talk about heirs property and the issues with estate planning uh, for hours. So you better stop me. <laughs> well, we we love to hear about the information, but we've also got some listeners who would like their call their questions answered in real time. So we'll see if we can help them out. Just like RW, who has called in from on the road, be extra careful on the road. But RW, thanks for calling in to in legal terms. What's your comment or question? Yes, I have a question uh, pertaining to who is responsible. I. Uh, I inherited a small amount of property that's surrounded by oil wells, oil companies, and uh, they tell me that um, due to the situation, uh, this property was not included in any production. Uh, and I'm trying to find out if it's the oil companies that have islanded this property off or if it's the oil and gas board that allowed them to do this. That, that's what I'm trying to basically find out is who is responsible. Well, uh, RW, thank you so much for calling in. And, and uh, as Liz says, please be careful out there on the highways and byways. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'm going to hang I'm up. Certain... As a matter of fact, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> Okay, uh, and, and as you know, any good lawyer worth his or her salt will tell you that you know certainly uh, you would need to seek direct legal assistance, someone who can look at documents, particularly look at surveys, look at uh, title, look in the chain of title for you know whether it's mineral rights um, or even the land itself to help determine the, the responsible party in this scenario. Um, so that, that is what, you know, there's no, in many of these issues that we see uh, as it relates to not only, uh, you know, uh, heirs property, but even in my prior practice with uh, just uh, property issues in and of itself, there's many, many times there's not a clear cut answer. There's not a check the box, yes, no, uh, direct answer. Uh, because they're the because the laws are so specific specific that deal with many of these issues, uh, and because it, a, a good bit of it could relate to uh, whether it's like I said the survey, the 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 chain of title, uh, and that would be that that's actually where I would start. Uh, I, I would start with a with with getting a proper legal analysis or consult on this issue. Fantastic. Thanks for helping out RW. Vangela Wade from the Mississippi Center for Justice. We're talking about heirs property, and we're taking your phone calls. Next, we're going to go to John in Mobile. John, thanks so much for calling in, too, in legal terms today. What's your comment or question? Uh, thank you, Liz, for taking my call. Um, I dialed in before I really understood what um, uh, heirs property was, but I'll ask a question anyway that may pertain to it. Um, what is there a time limit that um, a uh, legitimate heir has uh, to make a claim against an estate? Uh, in my case, it was my brother's estate. He had no real property, but he did have some financial assets and assets related to his work. Um, and um, that was uh, 18 months ago, and my sister, who has some legal experience as a paralegal, um, was handling, she said she'd handle most of it, and asked me for some uh, information, uh, birth dates and death dates and things like that. And I've not heard from her since. Um, can you tell me what the time limits are for making a claim against an estate? Richard, can you take this one? Sure, you know, I, I will try. I mean, you're, you're within it. I mean, within 18 months, I mean, the, the fact is, I think, you know, as our guests will tell you, the property, if it, there's no will and you and somebody dies in testate, you know, property technically vests in the rightful heirs at their death. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes sorting that out can take time. And I'd have to know, I, I think Angela said very well in the last, uh, to the last call, it, depends, it really depends on, you know, what, what documents are there and, and that time frame. But um, I'm not sure, you know, what your sister has done either. I mean, she may have completed, you know, all of this uh, as well. So, um, you know, probate can take some time. I mean, it really can, and, and uh, uh, there's no deadline to file a probate, technically. Uh, one thing you, you want to do is get the creditors paid, so you want to make sure that that's happened, but they get them uh, done with. 
Uh, but it's really hard to say, you know, what the time frame is for this. But I mean, if you are the heir, you are the owner of the property. It's just the title won't change until the probate court um, can handle that. And then that's really kind of gets us back to heirs property, which is we don't have uh, some type of documented title uh, typically in heirs property. And that makes it much harder to sell the property. Uh, because you know, if you if you got a deed, somebody has got their name on it, you know they're the owner. But if you got a thousand owners and no deed, that's going to make it much more difficult. So, you know, I I do recommend that you you try to get that moved forward so that you can get the title, uh, you know, changed and and the deed set, and so you can sell the property or use it, uh, you know, and and nobody can question your your ownership. I, I don't know that that really answered your question, but it really depends on what your sister's done so far. And John, also be sure to uh, check with a appropriate representation in, in your state of Alabama. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. Let's move on to Betty, who's called in from Houston. Betty, thank you so much for calling in to In Legal Terms today. What's your comment or question? I have a friend who is in this situation that you're describing where they're her grandparents, and this is not a this is not a young woman. She's probably in her sixties. Her grandparents died without a will and left my, left land near here, and it's about to drive her crazy right now because some of the cousins are are instigating a legal issue to divide it up, and they want to build on it, and you know it's just it's just a big mess, and it really is making her nuts. So I just thought. If I could give her a telephone number or a place that she could call and talk to you all and see what her options are, um, it would re it would really help. Where is the Center for League uh, Mississippi Center for Justice? Good morning. The Mississippi Center for Justice is in uh, the main office is located in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, and uh, we do have offices on, uh, have an office in Biloxi and one over in uh, Indianola. Uh, I, I'm uh, the phone number uh, that she should call is, and I will ask Liz to put it, um, to, to make it available as well. Uh, but 601, uh, and I was, I'm, I'm terrible with, with my numbers this morning. So, so, um, if you all could help me with that on the uh, Vangela, the how about we'll do that right when we are about to take a break and we'll come back with some contact information uh, when we come back. How's that? Okay. That way we give the right number. Email us your questions. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're talking with representatives from the Mississippi Center for Justice about heirs property. So where can you gain access to the Mississippi Center for Justice's information and a webinar? A webinar about heirs property that's already recorded that you can view at your leisure. I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast or find MPB Think Radio recordings at mpbonline.org slash radio. This morning we're talking about heirs property, H-E-I-R-S, with our guests Vangela Wade, President and CEO of Mississippi Center for Justice, and Andrea Barnes, Director of the HP for Heirs Property Project at the Center. We had Betty who wanted to know how to contact the Mississippi Center for Justice. Their phone number in the Jackson area is 601-352-2269. Their website is mscenterforjustice, F-O-R, mscenterforjustice.org. And I'm going to put a link in for a webinar that they had recently. That'll be on the show information. So one more time, the phone number is 601-352-2269. But as uh, things go in the digital age, there's so much right at their tips. Uh, Andrea Barnes, tell us a little bit about what they might find on the webinar or on the Mississippi Center for Justice, mscenterforjustice.org webpage. Before I um, get to the webinar and what one might found on the webpage, I did want to also provide uh, MCJ's Heirs Property Hotline number um, that Betty and others will be able to uh, contact us or reach us at. It's 877-952-4347. Again, that's 877-952-4347. And then they can, uh, Betty and others can also email us directly at hp at mscenterforjustice.org. And you asked me, Liz, about um, this webinar that is actually hosted on our um, Heirs Property, a well-paid, our Heirs Property team actually consists of myself as director, um, our learned uh, uh, President Wade, uh, who is a guru in her own right as relates to uh, Heirs Property, and our advocacy director, Beth Erlansky, uh, and our paralegal, uh, Francis Vaughn. Um, we hosted our first webinar in April of this year, and this particular webinar was essentially an Heirs Property Basics uh, 101. Uh, uh, President Wade moderated um, the panel discussion, and we had um, other professionals uh, on the panel who consisted of uh, someone in the uh, financial institution, uh, 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 a landowner, a farmer, uh, also a title company, um, because they had direct experience in dealing with uh, heirs' property um, issues. And so this particular program or webinar is hosted our uh, webpage. And thank you, Liz, for also sharing it. Um, as part of our, our, our time together on um, today. And so you can access 
um, the webinar if you are um, uh, interested in learning more uh, about Aaron's property and what we shared uh, on April 14, 2021. It's always good to hear other people's stories that helps you to understand yours and lets you know you're not alone and maybe someone else's remedy could be yours or at least it gets you going on a, in the right direction. Let's go to Edwards now and speak with Roy. Roy, we're glad you've called in to In Legal Terms. What's your comment or question for our team from the Mississippi Center for Justice? I just want to a question about property tax. Um, I have a piece of property in Warren County. I don't live on the property. It's just vacant land. Um, and I hadn't paid the taxes in the past two years. And I got a letter in the mail saying that someone else, uh, well, like uh, some company has taken possession of the property. And I called the place and uh, they won't, I mean, they won't pretty much double what the taxes were for me to, to deed it back to my name, they said. And what is your question, Roy? I mean, is, that, is, that, is that legal to, you know, if you had paying your taxes in two years to, for, for somebody else to take possession of your property? Uh, I'll jump in uh, uh, with that on that call, Liz, on that question with Roy. And Roy, thanks for calling. And I'm going to ask for backup from both uh, Professor Gershon and from uh, uh, Andrea Barnes. But yes, that's, that, that is legal. If you do not pay your taxes, uh, that someone else can step in and pay the taxes, and if they happen to pay it, uh, they, they can they can pay it for two years in a row if you fail to pay it, and, and then at some point uh, can get a tax deed uh, from the, uh, the can get a tax deed, uh, and 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 uh, but the issue with that, you know, similar to what you found out is that. There is a company there that is standing between you and your and the ownership. Uh, right. it, we've seen situations where there are multiple. There could be multiple companies where one company paid it one year when you fail to pay, uh, and then a, a second company pays it a second year when you fail to pay. So whenever in, whenever landowners fail to pay taxes, anyone can step in and pay the taxes, and th that could create a situation. Um, to, to where you can lose the property uh, to those parties who pay the taxes. And, and, and it gets very technical. Uh, I, I'm going to ask uh, my colleagues to step in and, and shore up any other aspects of this that I've not covered. But uh, you, sh you, you should either pay your taxes, um, you know, so you, you need to go um, either pay the taxes up um, and or you need to likely get legal counsel just to make sure of what your rights are with regards yeah. to this uh yeah, the, courthouse this says the, court, the courthouse says i have to go through them because they since they already paid the taxes i gotta go through them to get you know the, the deed back and like i said that company wants double of what the taxes were right and for some for some uh for some you know there are individuals there are corporations that do exactly what this company has done uh you know go step in pay the taxes and in many instances it's they get a higher return 
-hmm. on paying the tax, paying other folks, you know, paying other landowners taxes and then getting repaid or reimbursed, uh, you know, uh, right. sometimes there can be contracts that they ask you to engage in in order for repayment. Uh, so again, these are issues that really should, it requires you to seek, if you can, legal counsel to help you work through these issues. Uh, of course, you know, from a technical uh, standpoint, you should have received uh, notice one of your of your um, you know the taxes being uh, delinquent, and, and there's a series of notices that are required uh, before the deed is actually uh, transferred. So again, seeking legal counsel if you can uh, afford it can may help you resolve this issue and you likely need to do it sooner than later i'm so glad roy called in this is a this is a warning for uh, all property owners or it's an opportunity for people who want to uh, acquire property that way so roy we do appreciate you calling in today let's now go to robert who's called in from desoto county robert thanks for listening and calling in to in legal terms today when our guests are from the mississippi center for justice vangela wade president and ceo and andrea barnes director of the heirs property project at the center so robert what's your comment or question Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, just a question in, in regards to probate. Uh, our father passed away. Uh, I have four siblings. I'm the youngest of four. My eldest sister was always known as the executor of my father's will. There was a stepmother involved, and after he passed, we were never contacted for a probate of his will, and as I understood it, biological children are, are uh, guaranteed 50% of, of assets, uh, but again, everything came and went, and we were never notified of his will being uh, going to probate. Is that, did they, did they do that legally or no? Um. Thanks so much for your call, and as you know, and, and I know you, we may sound like you're being repetitive when we say that, uh, you, you know, certainly each of these situations uh, come with a set of facts, um, uh, you know, that are specific to those, to to those specific situations. What I will say is, if if your father died with a will, meaning he died testate, and if that will was indeed probated. Uh, then the the will the person that the the decedent in that will states who his or her heirs are uh, and that's in that situation if those persons are are, are uh, designated as beneficiaries in the will then that's who would inherit property that's within that estate or that's who the property should be um, distributed to uh, if a person dies without a will, that is where, you know, according to the uh, laws of Mississippi, uh, the heirs can would the, the certain percentage of that of that property or the asset would vest in the heirs. But where a person dies with a will, he or she designates or or sets forth in writing who their heirs are. And if even if a person has you know, uh, five children, 
if that person only designates two to receive uh, assets or property through that will, then those are the two who are likely uh, to receive that property at the exclusion of the other three. So it's very uh, fact specific. And again, looking at the looking at the documents, um, even the 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 will can uh, be more revealing. If an estate was open, uh, you know, in whatever county where your father died or where he owned land, you can you should be able to go to the chancery clerk uh, to chancery court, go to the chancery clerk and ask for uh, a, the uh, pleadings or ask for, uh, to ask if an estate was ever open. And if so, if you can have copies of any documents that were uh, filed or recorded within that estate. And that should give you a uh, sort of a, uh, a, a, a map as to what, was, what happened, if anything, in that estate. Robert, good luck with your detective work. As we have learned on a previous in legal terms, you, the, all the all wills are public record, and you can go look it up if it is a will. Uh, I know from personal experience, my mother recently passed away, and her property, she had a transfer on death deeds, so she didn't even have a will, so all of hers was transferred. But that's not the topic for really for today's show. Today's show, we're talking about heirs' property and what happens with individuals who don't have wills, who don't have any uh, title changes. We can take your questions on our email address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. Now, you may be asking how you could help the lean and efficient staff of the Mississippi Center for Justice. I'm going to tell you how you can help next. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart devices podcasting platform. 
I'm Robert Krulwich from Radiolab. We're told that smell triggers memories in the brain. So if you're in your car, let's try something. Roll up your windows and inhale, okay? There are some memories you cherish and others that just um, linger. But now here's a thought. How about contributing this barrel of aroma that is your car to your favorite public radio station? And you might even get a tax deduction. Thanks. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thank you for being a part of In Legal Terms. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are most our local shows. And our host is Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. At 10 a.m. Central on Tuesdays, following our over-the-air broadcast, you can hear Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking, with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. The Mississippi Center for Justice has a website, mscenterforjusticefor.org, and it has a nice big red donate button at the top of their web page if you would like to contribute financially to the organization. There's also a join our fight button if you would like to receive email updates about their work. We're talking with Vangela Wade, President and CEO of Mississippi Center for Justice, and Andrea Barnes, Director of the HP Project at the Center, about Ayers Property, H-E-I-R-S. We've got a couple of calls. Let's go quickly to Hattiesburg and talk to Roland. Uh, Roland, go ahead. and Rolani. Oh, Rolani. I'm sorry. Rolani, go ahead. Uh, what's your comment or question? My comment is concerning the gentleman who said the, the taxes on the property had not been paid and other companies had, or other people had bought in. Family, heirs have a right to go down to the county office and to pay those taxes. There will be some interest, penalties. Uh, you're going to pay more than what the taxes uh, were, um, according to about one, and I think it's 1.5 percent per month or something like that. But that gentleman uh, needs to just go to the county office, and if he's an heir, um, you can purchase land, um, pay those taxes, and then pay for those, pay the taxes on tax day, which is the last Monday in August, for three years, and you get the patent to that property. So it's just a matter of who, uh, if it's just straight heirs and no, no will or whatever, family members have a right to step in and buy that land back from the people that's uh, paid the taxes. Thank you, Rolani. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Arkansas and talk with Elzania. Thanks for calling in to In Legal Terms. Go ahead. Um, I have a couple of questions. The first question is regarding taxes for air property. My sister father died 10 years ago and there are three children. There was no will or anything. It's about three acres of farmland. She pays the taxes every year and she pays it in her name. And this, does she 
example, this is the state of Arkansas, maybe different from Mississippi. But if an individual has been paying that property tax for a number of years, does she or he have a right to that land in terms of a deed? Okay. Uh, thank you, as, as, uh, Zania. I believe that's how you pronounce your name. Uh, in reference to your question, uh, of course, we are practitioners in Mississippi, and so I can speak directly in terms of Mississippi law. I would advise in terms of Arkansas that you consult um, a lawyer in Arkansas to, to find out um, particularly uh, what uh, the, 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 the answer to that question is. But in Mississippi, as relates to that, it, based upon what you shared, um, it would appear that you and your siblings and your sister are all co-tenants or heirs property on you know jointly on the property and so in mississippi even um though uh she would have been paying the taxes she wouldn't then own the taxes just simply because she paid them um in a nutshell that, that that's the answer no she would not own them on the property in mississippi simply because she paid it as a co-owner of the property Thank you so much for calling in today. Uh, Vangela Wade, Andrea Barnes, we have just a couple, we have two minutes. <laughs> what can you leave us with about Ayers property? Thank you so much, Liz. Uh, Ayers property is a, is a real, it's a serious issue in, in, in across the South uh, in Mississippi. Uh, not only when you talk about farmland, rural areas, but also in urban areas. Uh, often, uh, heirs property that's unattended can be can lead to blight. So this is an area that we really need to give attention to. Uh, MCJ is here to provide the legal assistance for people who qualify under the criteria uh, that we put forward. Uh, we provide free legal assistance. Uh, people uh, with heirs property issues should contact uh, our heirs property hotline at 877-952-4347 or hp at mscenterforjustice.org for more information. Thank you so much for having us. Well, we will be sure to have that information on, and there's a wealth of information at your website, and I hope this also spurs individuals, Professor Gerson, to make a will. Yes, and I hope so, because it really will solve a lot of the problems of not only heirs' property, but the problems people called in today, but also talk to a lawyer if you have those problems, uh, tax payments, things like that. Uh, they can they can help you do what you need to do to, to get your property or keep your property. And we've had Vangela Wade on our show to and did an heirs property uh, segment oh a couple of years ago. We'll be sure to have the link to that podcast on this show's information. So be sure to go to our website, our YouTube channel, uh, to get more information so you can find out more about this interesting, worrisome, uh, <laughs> so many ways to describe this topic for our listeners. So thank you, Vangela Way. Thank you, Andrea Barnes from the Mississippi Center for Justice for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We This is going to wrap us up for today's In Legal Terms. Thanks, Jay White and Lisa Lancaster, for helping us get on the air. And for Professor Richard Gershon, who does host from the University of Mississippi School of Law, I'm Liz Gill. We do hope you join us next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 